Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Coming up is a bomb episode with our friends Mateo and Julie Ferrer. Um, But first, before you hear from them, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about the both of them. Mateo Ferrer is the co-founder of Versatire. That stands for Versatile Attire. He set out to make the most comfortable dress shirt in the world that reduces sweat marks and is also made with 100% renewable energy right here in the United States. His business was most recently featured on the new Discovery Channel series, I Quit, which followed six entrepreneurs who quit their day job to pursue their passions. Mateo has a master's degree from the University of Pittsburgh and two bachelors from the University of West Florida. He lives in West Palm Beach with his lovely wife, Julie. They are newly married and have an adopted fur child, a Russian blue cat named Drake. When he's not trying to change the dress shirt industry, he enjoys politics, hiking, and traveling. Love Bombshell, launched in March 2020 by founder Julie Ferrer. She has a degree in fashion design and over 10 years of experience in the fashion industry, from conceptual design, sewing, production, manufacturing, styling for editorial magazines, social media marketing, branding and storytelling, content creation, and managing her fashion blog as an influencer at daily.jewel. Some of her previous design work can be seen in Harper's Bazaar, Town & Country, and Elle Magazine. Since the launch of her loungewear company, Love Bombshell, they have pivoted to make stylish, machine-washable face masks to help protect the community. Through this effort, they have committed to donate one face mask to a local hospital in need for every social distancing mask purchased. They've donated over 3,000 masks to the local Florida hospitals and abroad. Her Instagram is at lovebombshell, B-O-M-S-H-E-L. Stay tuned. You're really going to enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. We are. And we are not alone. If you are watching us on YouTube, then you will see that we have two guests that we are super excited for. Um, This one is personal for me. So Matteo and I actually worked together. Um, he was an undergrad student and I, I was like brand new professional. So we were really close in age, but he used to work with me when we were at University of West Florida. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> so, not to age you, Matteo, but that definitely ages me. <laughs> 
Um, but I am so excited to have you all here because Mateo and his beautiful wife, Julie, are actually two entrepreneurs. And we're super excited. You guys, our audience, got to hear the intro and you got to hear everything that they're doing. And so we're going to dive kind of into your guys' life and just figure out, like, how do you do it all? How do you do all the things? Because it's just so much fun to watch your journey. Um, It's been a blast for me. And as I like talk to Daryl about (laughs) you both, I'm like, check this couple out. They're just so cool. It's been fun for both of us to watch you guys. So. Um, I'm really excited just to dive in and to learn more about you and your businesses and to just get to talk. Finally, I feel like it's been a decade because it has. Please introduce yourselves. And one of our first questions for you is just tell us about you, your personal journeys, your career journeys, how you met. What are you doing with your lives? Like, What roles are you fulfilling? I know it's a big question. So let us have it. How long do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll start with each other. I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. We met, it's got to be four years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a very simple uh, millennial thing of sliding into the DMs. um, And Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Well, it was Instagram first and then Facebook. Long story short. I can actually make it the long long story story. if you want. (laughs) Well, it won't be that long. But um, so when I first started uh, my fashion blog, how I would sort of engage, how I was taught to engage with people to get followers back then was to basically like go in and out of people's photos, like a few pictures, comment, hop off, do the same thing to somebody else of our friend group. So Matt was one of my targeted people that I didn't know I was targeting. So I like hopped on his page, liked a few things, hopped off. And um, he happened to be friends with one of my hometown, like of 10 years, Christian guy that I like respect his opinion over everything. And he happened to be friends with him and also knew a girl that I had recently met. So her, this girl, um, my friend Morgan and I went for coffee and found out that like, I kind of was talking to Matt and he's like, you're talking to Matt. Like, yes. Like he was so excited. Um, but anyways, yeah, he like slid in my, my Facebook and asked, um, we just had a coffee date and the coffee date led to one thing or another. But he he asked me to have a business conversation because she's the fashion industry. So, So legitimately, yeah, I thought she was cute, obviously. But the second part was she was in the fashion industry. And this is when I was really just kind of starting Versatire at the time. And she had a lot of followers. She had a lot of experience um, just from what I was able to research. And I was like, I really want to sit down with you and just kind of pick your brain. And And I loved that because I was not looking for anything at the time. And I was all about like my career and myself and self-improvement and stuff. So when I heard business opportunity, I was like, sure, I'd love to. Like, I love talking about business. So he hooked me right away. And then that's how you get them. Yeah, we have to like really hit it off. Like we talked for three or something hours yeah. at a coffee shop and I was like, I really like him. Like yeah. he's cool. Like he's fun. So, so yeah. and, and and here we are now. So now she is a co-founder of the business that I had when I first started. Married. Married. Uh, and that was on the, the first episode of the show, right? They actually got our, our, our wedding vows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we complimented each other really well. Uh, We're both entrepreneur spirited and uh, we challenge each other. I definitely try to build each other up um, Mm -hmm. in a way that 
constantly improves each other's weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and I think like this year was the year that we actually started to realize our weaknesses, like yeah. what, like what his weaknesses were and what mine were and how like we could actually work together to build each other up. Like yeah. that really became, you know, transparent this year. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's been a, it's been an amazing first year of marriage. We're going yeah. on our second year now. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's kind of very unorthodox to have a first year of marriage and also be filmed for a documentary series all at the same oh my year gosh, it was so tough. Um, <laughs> while trying to build a business. And yeah. it was just, it was so much going on. Yeah. Uh, and we're kind of thankful because there was, as you can imagine, going through all of that within a year, there's ups and downs. And in the show, they really just showed a lot of the ups, right? And you, you never know what to expect because they could show some of those downs, especially mm-hmm. in like a reality type of setting. But they kept us um, in really the, the positive uh, memories and experiences and yeah, lessons so. throughout that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it just, the, the, the series just concluded a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it at the end, but um, it was an amazing eight week episode. Uh, and we got just uh, so many things from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, first of all, I think you can spoil it because if people haven't watched it yet, <laughs> they're bad. <laughs> they need to go back and watch it and see what it was all about. It was a really fun show and it's, it was a fun show to watch from our vantage point of we're entrepreneurs as well, but we also do still have the full-time jobs. And so I think we have an understanding of what you both have kind of been through. And, you know, especially like if you were working and then building this business on the side, um, and we also have kids and <laughs> like all of the things too. Yeah. Um, but hold on before you do that. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I have to tell you this, the entire time we was watching the show, I, I can't count on two hands. She was like, I know him. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, okay, like we've established that, and you know, and then we get to another one. She's like, I know him. And I was like, okay, great, we've established that. And she was like, no, really, like I actually know him, not just like you know through social media. I know him, and obviously, it, after you know five or six times of that, it was just kind of like, okay, great, I'm glad that you know him. So. Um, it was is, fun to watch you all. This is obviously a privilege yeah. for me to, to be able to be here and, and a part of this conversation because the entire time that we were watching you all on TV, <laughs> I'm just, like, that's my friend. She no. just kept reinforcing that she knew someone that was on TV and it was her friend. <laughs> and it wasn't like, uh, you know, one of those social media, like, I know him. <laughs> and yeah, like, I'm like, like, I follow him. It's like, no, I know him. Like, yeah. we go back. <laughs> no, we, we go back. Really, I know he's like okay. I, get I was like, it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's been really but but do you though? Yeah, <laughs> but really, do you? Because I know him. <laughs> the support has been great, and and we really appreciate everybody that I that both you know in our network and our friends and our family. Um, you know, there we just had so much support and love poured on us uh, throughout, yeah. throughout that throughout the announcement to the end of the show. And it's but even while we were watching ourselves, like it was surreal. I was like are we we're on tv right like what yeah it was weird i mean but it was cool but it's weird (laughs) so you know how i feel (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we want to know about your businesses Mm -hmm. because both of them are just so cool i remember mateo when you started your business and i was like what a novel idea like it just makes so much sense and then as i follow you and i'm like oh look there's julie she's so sweet they, they're great for each other and i'm like oh look at she's got a business too this is amazing so 
tell us maybe one at a time, maybe both at the same time. I don't know. But tell us about your businesses. What are they? What can people expect from them? What's important about them? What like motivates you about your businesses? Absolutely. So, yeah, it started actually from a conceptual idea over five years ago. uh, And it was just simply me going. um, I was at the time working at the mayor's office, constantly going to meetings and being in front of community forums and workshops uh, and on the go. And I had dress shirts that would always show these sweat marks. And I live in South Florida. So that was always embarrassing, especially when you're representing the mayor. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And literally that first year, every day after work, I would just go to the library. And um, for four hours at the time, I was living with my mom. So I, and I didn't have a girlfriend. So that was all I had to do. And uh, best case scenario, though, for being an entrepreneur, like having oh, yeah. no distractions, no distractions and no like crazy rent. And then exactly. Yeah. So I would just be in networking, learning and um, just teaching myself of how to actually do this in an industry. Right. Because I didn't um, I actually graduated with a master's in environmental sustainability, um, which I implement in verse and I'll get to that just in a little bit. But um, I learned how to create a dress shirt from an idea and. And then I took that prototype and began giving it to friends and saying, what do you think? How can we improve it? And then constantly improved it to where I was like, all right, let's start a business. And I know if I have this issue, other people also have this issue of a dress shirt that constantly sweats and is uncomfortable and doesn't stretch. So let's do it. Uh, and over the course of the years, we were able to get exposure, uh, get on some magazines, some some post articles, uh, and New a York lot Fashion of Week. New York Fashion Week, a lot of just amazing feedback uh, and, and media. And we were still, though, very gradual, you know, growing. I had a day job and it was just a, a side hustle at the time. Knowing that this is a passion, I feel like this is a solution that a lot of men um, and need to be exposed to. So I just kept grinding. So this is not an overnight thing. This is years and years in the making. Uh, and then I always like to say, you can grind so hard at your passions. And if you want to be profitable at it, if you grind hard enough, you're going to catch a break. And um, that's where the break came. It came last year. Uh, actually, in 2018, and in March of 2018, we had just done a, a successful Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. We had just won uh, a local Shark Tank competition here. And... Um, we, there was an opportunity to be filmed for a new documentary series. And that was it. That, there wasn't anything about Discovery Channel. There wasn't anything about money online. It was just, if you have an innovative product, we'd like to hear from you. And the next day, uh, the casting director called me. She said, we love your product. We want to hear more about you. Fast forward eight months. We didn't hear any, we, it was just back and forth emailing. Hey, you're a finalist. Hey, you're a finalist. Hey, you're a finalist. I mean, that's it. With like a few interviews. like Well, the interviews happened within a couple of weeks and that was it. Yeah, and it was yeah. just months and months Silence. of just... Silence or yeah. a couple emails. And I knew they, uh, they, they had met Julie and they said, oh man, we love your story. We love her. Uh, and I know you guys are getting married soon. If we do decide to go with you, we'd love to kind of film that first, that first moment you guys getting married. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear from them for like three, three months during like the holiday season. And then I was just like, you know what? It's two weeks before Whatever the wedding. Happens, happens. Let me just email like, them. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we're getting married. If you guys are serious about this uh, and you want to get this on film, let us know. And that same day they said, that's right. We forgot to tell you, you're a finalist. We're sending a crew down there in two days. And I'm like, okay. And this is all happening while trying to schedule a honeymoon, trying to schedule a wedding. Oh gosh, and at the time so I had three jobs. So it was just everything mm-hmm. happening at once. And then now there's film crews in our face. Mm-hmm. But um, the business itself, you know, that whole year we were filming last year and then the pandemic hit. It was actually uh, supposed to go live in February. And mm-hmm. um 
I think with everybody losing their jobs, they decided that a show about quitting your jobs isn't the best timing to release yeah. this show. So we waited uh, for another four months until we got the word in, in July that, hey, uh, Discovery Channel, that was actually in July of this year, 2020, is when we found out that Discovery Channel was actually going to be the network mm-hmm. and they were going to start um, promoting the show in August. And we were like, that's amazing. And then August aired and we uh, were part of six businesses. We didn't know any other businesses except one that we happened to meet. And uh, it follows six businesses and their journey of quitting their jobs and trying to really try to scale their business, scale their passion. And uh, we didn't know at all during filming and even after filming that there was a hundred thousand dollars on the line. Nope. Even um, though I had like intuition mid year into filming, I was like, I feel like there's money behind this. I feel like there's like, cause it's a show, right. And they're filming entrepreneurs and like, you know, there's an investor meeting. Like there's, it was just something that told me like there might be money. And then at the very end I was like, man, there was money. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, looking back at it, but, we would have done nothing. Different. Yeah, we wouldn't have, like, we couldn't have done anything different. Yeah, so we, we really tried our best. We couldn't have done no. anything much different or said anything and, different. And we were like runner up too, which killed us even more because during that meeting in New York, yeah. we were like, it was us or Mike D's barbecue. And like, it was narrowed down to us too. And, and we so, didn't know how close it was until yeah. watching the final episode with everybody else. So spoiler alert, right? That final yeah. episode, um, we didn't know how close it was. And so we didn't even know why we were sent to New York. We didn't know we were like, we didn't know yeah. we were like going to be on a panel, like answering questions that will tell them whether or not they want to give it to us or to Mike D. But yeah, but I mean, so yeah, it was as, as surprising as, as you can imagine. And it, that last episode was uh, for Mike D. Mike D, by the way, he's an amazing person. Oh my gosh, His wife, love him we, so much. we have communicated with them. So They're amazing good. people yeah. and, and well-deserving. Well-deserved. I think that. that that last episode was such a, a, a punch in the gut though. Yeah. Cause you're like, we've been trying to raise like a substantial amount of money and we've gotten investors that want to like give us a little bit, but we've kind of aimed for the moon mm-hmm. and by, by the moon, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. And, and then to find out in the final episode, we were like, so close. <laughs> a gut, a, honestly, like a, a decision away from three mentors who, you know, are, are successful. And one is a president of Shopify. Uh, and, you know, just, just being that close was, it was, it was a lot but, of lessons learned yes. and, and we were still fortunate and blessed to, yeah. to be in the position that we were and where we're at now. Absolutely. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. I know. Yeah. Okay, Julie. So tell us about your business because I'm super interested and I see all your stuff and I just want to buy it all. And Daryl tells me I can't spend all that money. <laughs> so now let's convince him. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. Um, wow. Where to start? <laughs> start with the concept and then okay, pivot Okay. So probably the concept came to me um, over a year ago. And I would, I left my nine to five job, um, to solely freelance from home. I was working, um, a corporate design job. So I was a jewelry designer for five years. Um, I did everything from like sketching to, um, production to the sampling. Like I managed a whole design team from start to finish. Um, and then a lot of my designs were featured in Vogue, Town and Country, Harper's Bazaar. And so I felt like I got to like the point where I couldn't grow anymore within the company. And I felt like I was giving all my creative energy to somebody else and that I didn't have my own thing. So I've kind of like always wanted my own business. I just never knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but I left that job and then kind of had like a few other social media agency jobs. 
Um, that taught me enough to then start my own social media agency, which consisted of like, I don't know, three or four clients that kept me afloat, like kept my <laughs> lifestyle afloat, but I, it allowed me to work from home, which I loved. Um, so it was kind of in that moment when I was working from home, from the couch, in Matt's t-shirt and boxers. And I was like, you know, making boss lady moves on the computer, but I felt like not put together. I missed like dressing up, you know, from my nine to five job and like feeling like, you know, professional and um, focused. I don't know, just dressing is like scientifically proven that it makes you feel more um, alert and productive. So when I was sitting from my couch, I was like, there's gotta be a way to combine my fashion design background. Cause I graduated, graduated with my fashion design degree. I was like, there's gotta be a better way to design something that's like comfortable, um, but high fashion and gives you a shape and makes you feel like sexy and put together while you're working remotely from anywhere in the world or, you know, just lounging at home. So I was like, I need to create this. So I started sketching and those sketches kind of like lasted, you know, a couple of months, I was like really just thinking about it, praying about it because sometimes they get excited about an idea. And then like, you know, I just really wanted to make sure it was something I would stick to. So I've, I thought about it for like months and I kept getting excited about it. And so I was like, all right, I think I'm going to do this. Um, so when I started, um, sort of making my samples was when Matt surprised me for Paris. So this was captured on the show. He surprised me to go to Paris. And literally my dream was to, to make a collection and photograph it in Paris. That was like my dream my whole life. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have like two months to make a collection come to life from my head to sewing to everything um, so that I can photograph it there. Um, so it kind of put some pressure on me to like get it done quickly good and pressure. yeah, good pressure. Um, so I got it done. Um, it was that time where I was, you know, filming for the show and they were like, you know, um, we need you guys to set up like, you know, models and, um, kind of so, yeah, the- work with the show so that they had content to film while they were yeah. there. So I had to schedule finding you know, Parisian models, which was like impossible. I was on Instagram searching through hashtags, Paris male models, and like sending them DMs like, Hey, are you available on these dates to shoot with us for free? Because you're going to be featured on a show. Like I was really trying to pitch it so that it sounded like an awesome opportunity. Um, and then on the meantime, I was also doing the same thing for my brand. Um, and so I think the same day, like I photographed, I had a photographer who is actually from um, West Palm where we live right now. And she was in Europe at the same time. So I was like, Hey, like, do you mind like coming down, you know, like to Paris to help me um, photograph my collection at our Airbnb. And so she came down and photographed it. So I got some content. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of like how the vision came to life. And when we got back from Paris, I had researched how to, you know, set up a website, set it up all through Shopify. Um, I created all my branding, my logos, um, basically everything you can picture to make a brand come to life. I did everything myself with the help of Matt helping out with like backend stuff that I like hate doing. Um, and so I was ready to go. I was ready to push my website live. And then I heard talks of COVID happening in Italy uh, from friends over there. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, just like trying like foreseeing it happening in the U.S. 
And I had to make early tough decision to start taking all of my fabric that I had ready to do my loungewear, but I started making masks with them instead. And so I never went into production with like that first loungewear line. I just started making masks. And this was before COVID hit the States. So I was like the first one in Florida to start making them. Um, and we had like a huge elastic shortage here. Um, you couldn't find it. There was like all the material stores were like, you know, you could hour long waits hour to long get waits, limited yeah. supplies. Yeah. And I like, waited in those hours for her. So I know. Yeah. And so it was like this weird, <laughs> like epiphany that like, I don't know. I, I feel like I was told like weeks in advance, like Julie, you need to order 600 yards of elastic. You need to order hundreds of yards of fabric. And so I got and, all and this of is, that. This is before any orders had come in. So yeah. I'm like, I'm in my mind, and, like, like, in the financial had, I'm like, how are we going to do all of And that? I also had like no finances to fund this, like, but I just knew it was the right thing to do. I, I remember I was in the store and uh, I was about to check out and she calls me. She goes, have you left yet? And I go, no. And she goes, okay, double what you have in your hands. I'm like, I'm like, I already have hundreds of yards with double it. And I was just like, okay, are you sure? And you go, yes. <laughs> like, all right. And uh, like weeks later, you couldn't get elastic anywhere. There was like a two month waiting period from overseas to get elastic. So, yeah. um, and so, and then the purpose, the purpose behind it. Is yeah. Right. So the reason why I started initially was yeah. I was only um, sewing them for hospitals because a lot of hospitals couldn't get masks and they needed them most. So that's still the case. And that still is the case. Um, but not as much as yeah, in, in early March. March yeah. Um, but I started just sewing them at home for free for hospitals. And then my friends and family started asking for them. So I already had my website put together. Yeah. So I just put them on my business website and made them an actual business. I started an Instagram. Um, I like marketed it on a lot of my influencer friends, sent them out to all my influencer girls. Um, they all like love the cause because I do, um, everyone purchased as one donated to a frontline worker. So I was able to pay for these free donated masks through some of the profits that I'm getting and then also help my business grow at the same time. Um, yeah. So it was just overall such a blessing for everybody involved. And so many of my influencer girls were just like so on board and like grateful. Um, and I was grateful for them to just like, you know, do it for free, just out of the goodness of their heart, which I mean, it was just amazing. Um, and it was at a time where nobody had, nobody was um, yeah. influencing face masks or anything like that. Yeah, so this was she like had a message, <laughs> she had a message behind it and she mm -hmm. had stock. And so mm -hmm. uh, I like to say, that was the was biggest success story, overnight success story, because yeah. her brand kind of took off. Yeah, it, was, and it, it blew it, up. It, it provided the seed funding. Mm -hmm. It provided, can I, the, the home? Yeah. Yeah, it provided a down payment for our first home um, that we're, we're in right now. That we haven't announced, which, by the way, on any platform whatsoever. Yeah, which we were living in as mom. We were living in his mom's house for like two years and yeah. I could not wait to get out of there, but it was like what we had to do to, you know, we couldn't have another situation. Yeah, so we weren't planning to buy a home, we were but not the, planning on buying the, the business was doing so well. Yeah. And then the market kind of crashed locally and mm -hmm. we're like timing mm -hmm. plus like us finally being able to move out of my mom's house. Mm -hmm. This is the time. And, yeah. uh, and we were able to just help so we were helping children's hospitals with the masks. Yeah. And honestly, that was like the best part because yeah. you drive up to these hospitals and like they didn't have any resources. And yeah. so when you're able to give them that, and they couldn't, amazing. and they couldn't order the MOQs that were required from large MOQ yeah. minimum order quantities from overseas. They just weren't they getting were, it. There was like yeah. back orders. And so you, it was just this, this incredible niche or niche, however you want to say it, of um, frontline workers and hospitals that didn't have the resources to purchase. Mm -hmm. And so we were just 
donating them and they were they were meeting us outside like flongs of nurses mm-hmm. just I have pictures so yeah um i don't know how i said it, but but nevertheless uh, so now she's being able to so, finally yeah pivot so now i'm, I'm able to pivot back to my original plan which was loungewear to yeah. begin with because i feel like the market is like a little bit more open to you know obviously we're all lounging so kind of the perfect timing and then um yeah. So my, my main focus is, is robes next. So I really want to focus on, um, really, really cool, high fashion forward, like fashion forward robes that you can't find anywhere else in the world. Like it straightly designed yeah. from my head. Um, and you'll see them coming out soon. And then yeah. the last thing I'll say, this synergy worked out perfectly because with Versatire during that, that pandemic, you know, we're selling dress shirts. We have these super stretchable, mm-hmm. um, V as well. And we paused all advertising and we saw a lot of other online businesses pause advertising because there was two things going on that were just demanding the attention. They were, well, it was COVID. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, the, the racial movement in in the U S a much needed, right. Um, and both of those dominated. So Mm -hmm. if you were a business online, you had a very difficult time trying to navigate that because it's like, you're, most, you're trying to sell didn't. throughout yeah. both of these it's, things. It's such a sensitive time that like you don't want to be selling products. And so I honestly, I paused and I just, when I told you I waited hours in line to get her this, I went all in with, with her company because yeah, she was also, she was prepared for it. She had a website built for it. She had the elastic. She had this, the sewing background. We wound up hiring six local seamstresses that didn't have jobs to help mm-hmm. us out at the same time. Yep. But the biggest thing is I had all my manufacturers mm-hmm. that weren't working. Yep. And because they weren't producing clothing for designers because nobody was buying clothes. So I just called so them they up. They were out of work. And so. I was just like, hey, can you make face masks? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we have all these people out of work. Let's do it. And, and they've so, never made face masks before. So yeah. I, it kind of was, you know, there was like a lot of hiccups on my end. First time business owner having to deal with like they messed up, you know, $700 worth of masks because they sewed them too small and they were supposed to be adult size. And now I had like, hundreds of kids like not even kids like teeny tiny micro masks and i had to pay i had to suck it up and you know pay for it because they already put in the work so it was just yeah Yeah. but here we are we have two companies that are online um and you know when you think about overnight successes i think hers is is actually a great example of overnight success where i've been at this for for five years she started this this year but just timed it perfectly and put a product out there to the market that was in high demand and had a a social purpose behind it yeah and honestly i had no idea that it would be what it is because that wasn't the intent like it just kind of turned into that and i just kind of rolled with it and then kept trying to meet the demands. Like we, I had 17 hour days, like 7am to like 3am at night, every single day for months. And he was up there shipping orders. We had like a day where we had like 200 orders to fulfill and I hadn't even started sewing them yet. Yeah, Like I was that backed up. And so I had to call my mom over. My mom was helping me cut and sew. Like we just like had everybody. And that's, we, all that footage was filmed, but they didn't include it in the show. But but nevertheless, um, we, she's starting to pivot now to her loungewear brand. I'm starting to get back. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. since the show launched, we've been able to really, you know, mm-hmm. help build Versatire back uh, mm-hmm. and, and more. Um, and, you know, we're still pretty self, uh, self-funded, number one. And um, it's not easy, though. It's not. We don't have any <laughs> any full-time employees yet. No. At, at one time, we did. 
Yeah, I did. For, for Love Bombshell when, yeah. and the peak of face masks. Like I said, she has six seamstresses working for mm-hmm. her. But the face masks, face mask demand has kind of fallen um, as just the, it's been flooded right now, as you can just see on, mm-hmm. on anything. Um, but nevertheless, we're, we're still grinding at it and continuing to grow our businesses. I took so many things <laughs> away from that, not because you know, like positive things. So mm-hmm. first of all, one of the re- we're people of faith. So one of the reasons that um, I think that you all are so successful is because like the energy right now that you all are putting out is just like so nonchalant. It's just like, yeah, you like know, I did this. Yeah, I did this. But I not, helped all these people. But not only that, the, the cause <laughs> that's yeah. associated to what you're doing, like the fact that your motive was not to get rich um, or, you know, not not to you know build your brand like i was listening to you julie and you said you made masks for people who were working in probably the most extreme conditions who needed them like like that energy and and like i said we're people of faith it's like you you reap what you sow it's just like it's so positive and you're doing things that are impacting other people and they're uplifting um people in certain situations and conditions and I'm just like, I see why. And you're talking it comes about back around. Yeah you're, yeah. you're talking about overnight. I was like, but you, you said overnight, but you worked hard and, and Mateo, like you were in line for, you know, it's amazing. I don't have that patience. I'd have been like, I'd have been like, <laughs> screw been like done. <laughs> no elastic for no one. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so, that was so awesome because that's exactly what you needed. I love it. It was two fronts and the sacrifice was there for both of us. It's like, okay, we're going to wait in line one because it's our living. Two, we're helping people. So like, I need to, I need to sacrifice this time, not get frustrated, not get aggravated and just be patient and, and lose sleep. Cause I mean, it was the AM. So like, he he didn't complain once. He was up till 3 a.m. He didn't say like, I'm so tired. Like, you know, like, can we go to bed? Like it was not, I had to match her energy. Cause I was like just sewing, like till I don't know. I was just exhausted, but like I was massaging her every night. He because was, she was oh just, my gosh! She was just so like I have old woman sewing. <laughs> I have like really bad neck problems. I got in an awful accident, but um, I have like years ago yeah. two bulging discs on my neck. So when I'm like sewing for that long, my neck started to really hurt. And so there was this video of me like with an like three ice packs on my neck and like yeah. him massaging. As I'm sewing, like it was just it was, like, it was painful. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I love that you said that you guys are um, people of faith because I can't, yeah. like, I can't even tell you. You probably won't, I mean, you'll believe me, but I don't know. A lot of people won't, probably won't believe me. But this whole experience of mine was so faith based and such a spiritual experience for me because I'm telling you, like, I did not tell Matt, get me 600 yards of elastic because I thought that like it was put into my head. And every single day I was like following directions and I was saying, okay, okay, okay. And I was doing it each day. And every time I would say yes, a week later, I would look back and be like, oh, that's why that had to happen. Like it was like an epiphany every single day. I mean, best, best moment of my life, honestly, like it was so special. Um, and even yesterday but, we just sent out a whole, and how many masks yesterday? Oh my gosh. I, I sent out probably like a couple hundred, um, donations, um, yesterday. to yeah. probably five different organ, probably like six to seven different organizations who 
I called and in my head, I was like, oh, you know, there's not going to really be a need because there's so many face masks now. So um, I just had it on my heart to like call around and the people that answered, um, you know, the PR directors and the coordinators, they were like, wow, like, yes, we're, we're in dire needs of masks still. Like they stopped coming. Um, and so I was just like, oh my gosh, like the motivation just came back. And I was like, I can't stop. Like, you know, these people still need them. So yeah. I don't know. And I, here I am thinking that like, it's kind of calmed down, but I don't know. No. Yeah. It's purpose. That's called purpose. purpose. That's called, I love that's, it. That, that's purpose. And, and being obedient too to like what you hear and just saying yes, like that's so important. That's hard for I'm gonna say for me, I'm not gonna speak for April on this. I know <laughs> that God says a lot to me all the time. And that obedience part, I pray about that. I'm like, just keep working with me, keep working with my heart. But sometimes he's like, You need to do this, you need to do this. And I'm just like Oh man, I ain't got time for that. I don't have the energy or I feel like this should be a priority. But we talk about this too, that opportunity will show up and sometimes it's in your head, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it literally comes in front of you in the form of other people or something that just shows up. And I'm like, opportunity is God talking. (laughs) Like you can't ignore opportunity. Like you either do something with it if you ignore it, it's a wasted opportunity, you know? So yeah. we have that conversation. Also. Yes. Yeah. We, we would not be living in our first home together if she ignored it. We wouldn't have been able to help as many, like we wouldn't have been able yeah. to do any, like we zero impact. We wouldn't have been able to be a blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. I love it. I want to, I want to switch gears a little bit. We talked a little bit about I quit which was on the Discovery Channel. Our audience heard about it in the intro. But I want to know, what is like the number one thing that you took away from doing this reality show? I quit. I'd say, you know, throughout that year, we, I mean, put our head, I don't know how the expression is, but we we worked really hard. And um, there was a lot of of late nights. There was a lot of collaboration. The two biggest takeaways for me um, through that show was, she, from a business perspective, is essential for um, a balanced team. And, a, and when we have a balanced team, you have balanced ideas. So that means one idea doesn't dominate another. And one bad idea is balanced with a good idea. Like there's so many, there was so much that she was bringing to the table uh, that was really brought to light in one interview with Harley Finkelstein, Harley Finkelstein. Um, and that was actually shown, I think, episode seven, where he said, he said, Mateo, have you considered making Julie a partner of yours? She has all of these things. And literally at that moment, that was it was live, I, I'd said, you know what, Julie have never, Julie and I have never had that conversation. And we don't know why. And he brought that up. And, and we're just like, this is that moment. And and since that moment, I realized that her business-minded savviness, as we've just heard with Love Bombshell, is essential for Versatire to also be successful. Uh, and then the second part to it was bringing her on that next month um, 
taught me lessons on financial business management that I've always been very financially savvy. You know, I paid for my master's program. I worked three jobs in, in, in college to pay for that. And then I also had to pay $50,000 in loans while starting a business. But I mitigated that by not having a girlfriend, living with my mom mm-hmm. and driving a truck. And he paid it off. And too. I paid off that 50000 in three years, along with doing everything I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I've always been very mm-hmm. um, cognizant, disciplined, be, disciplined yeah. but there was... When it came to business money, what I never understood was, okay, you have sales coming in, which in my mind, I'm looking at that revenue table. And then I never considered all the expenses and the accrual of expenses every month. It was a different, it was, it was a different mindset. So I winded up spending much more than the money coming in because I didn't know how to forecast. I didn't know how to trim the fat of material expenses. I didn't really take subscription costs uh, seriously. And I remember just having our first, literally that month after that interview with Harley, mm-hmm. at our first business financial discussion where I opened the books mm-hmm. and she just was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And mind you, I'm a spender. Like before meeting him, I hated talking about money. Like I just, like whatever came in went out. Like I, he taught me everything I know about saving and like, oh my gosh, just completely changed my life along with Dave Ramsey. Yeah. um, We did a Dave Ramsey course together. Well, like it was, it was an, I don't know why I didn't apply my personal discipline to the business so, discipline. So it's so funny and because she, yeah. personally I'm a spender, but business wise, like I will look at every single thing. Like I make sure I have control yeah. over everything. So I know what's coming in and going out. Like yeah. I'm very anal with my business, but I wasn't with my personal life. Yeah. I don't know why, but when I saw his, I was like, okay, we got to change this. this, this, yeah. this. And it helped. And it's, it's helped. So those are the two biggest takeaways was bringing her on a partner and then Um, having a heart to heart financial discussion when I opened the books to her and having a, a second opinion. And that second opinion changed the course of how I began really diving into business financial management, which is different than personal, but there's still a lot of synergies between both. I just, I don't know why. And as a CEO, I was in this mindset of, I have to invest, 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 never considering profit lines, never considering um, expense ratios, all these different things. And I don't know why, but yeah, those are the two big takeaways for me, for you. Um, for me, it would, I mean, definitely the same. Um, one thing for me personally was um, hearing from a, I don't know if he's a billionaire now. Oh, Harley's a billionaire. Okay. Hearing from a billionaire that Just I'm- like a Shopify stock. Yeah. Hearing from this like super successful entrepreneur, um, him and I have like very similar mindset. When I first sat down with him, I was like, oh, I know you. Like I'm very similar. Like it was like this thing right away that I felt, but like hearing him tell me that like, I'm capable enough and like, I'm good enough to be a CEO. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Because I always believe that in my head, but like hearing you say that makes it real. And so it like motivated me and made me feel confident that like I can do it. And I don't know why I needed that validation, but like, it just felt good to hear it. Um, especially as a woman, like, I feel like, I don't know, we kind of get overlooked sometimes, especially if we don't have a big voice. So I'm like more like quiet, reserved. I'm like a beast mode in my own head. And like, I do what I need to do, but I don't really talk about it. So, um, yeah, that, and then definitely with like Harley, you know, telling us about ourselves, like kind of being like a marriage counselor in that, in that way, like a business marriage counselor, business marriage counselor. Yeah. Um, before we know we needed one. 
because yeah, like Matt and I had never talked about like us being partners in a business together. Like when I first met him, that was his baby. And excuse me, I completely understand that because I wanted my own baby, you know? And so when I met him, I always kind of viewed it as that. So I never really like gave too much advice. He never really asked for advice because like he was kind of doing it on his own. So it kind of stayed like that until Harley brought it up and we we're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we can maybe make this work. Like, and, but then at the time I was like working, you know, a couple of freelance jobs and then starting my own thing. So I didn't really have a lot of time. So we had to like work out what that work. looked yeah. like and like, how would I bring in finances for us? If like I was working for free for you. So like, there was a lot of like nitty gritty talks like that, that we had to have to mm-hmm. see if it would make sense, but we made it work and we're still making it work. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are, those are very important conversations to have. Um, I know for April and I, like we like complement each other Mm -hmm. very well. Um, and and I remember when we kind of started having those type of conversations, um, and that's kind of how we got to where we are now, because essentially I was the one who was out doing the entrepreneurial thing. And she was like, Hey, I'm tired of just being in the background and helping <laughs> out. I think I can contribute more here. Um, so yeah. she wasn't like you, Julie, where it took someone else to come in and make that recommendation. She I was, was like, like, let me do this. Excuse me. <laughs> I have a recommendation myself. Let me in. <laughs> it's always been like that, though. I can attest to that. <laughs> so but it was one of the best moves that, you know, yeah. we could make because it helped me elevate what I was doing. And it also kind of introduced us to something that we never thought of for us. Mm-hmm. And, and we were very, um, you know, ecstatic about the opportunities that started rolling in and the way that things started happening for us as a couple. And it was just like, oh man, like we're like, yeah, it's know. always evolving too. And yeah. I think, you know, that's something that our roles with each other are evolving we have a very different type of business. It is not like a, it is not like textile or like we're actually producing something, but yeah, it, it's more service based, it's more service based, but it's still like our roles are ever evolving. And we're always, we're constantly talking about like what makes sense right now. And as opportunities come our way, how do we have to flex our roles and pivot what we're doing to make sure that we're still serving each other and we're still serving our business. And so I think that I love that you guys are having these conversations. I think they're not easy conversations. <laughs> We've had many difficult conversations. <laughs> We've had many fun conversations. Like it's just, it's smart. So I want to do this real quick, Mateo. <laughs> oh, no. Let me do this real quick. So, wild card. This is, <laughs> no, yeah, this I, is, I feel that coming. <laughs> yes, this is the wild card. And, and because we're kind of talking about it, so before we, you know, started recording this episode, I was asking April, I was like, um, what should I wear? <laughs> Would he be offended if I wore another button up shirt and we're talking about versatile? Like, so <laughs> she said, no, just wear something to be comfortable. And then you can kind of initiate the conversation during the episode. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I was going to put on a button up, but I felt like it would have been offensive to you if it was not <laughs> A versatile. But. I'm not. I'm not easily offended. Um, okay. Yeah, Perfect. I'm not easily offended. It's it's all. I mean, with this industry, um, and this is for the both of us. When you're in the apparel industry, you're, I mean, you can't be offended if somebody's not wearing your stuff. You're a growing company. 
and um, I don't know. I see every all my friends with face masks on, and I'm like, if it's not mine, I'm offended. <laughs> see, you talking my oh, language, Julie? Why yes. are you wearing it? It just, yeah. I for me, it just gives me an opportunity to open the conversation. For her, it gives her the opportunity to beat you beside the head. <laughs> no. Well, listen, you didn't have to open the conversation. I opened it. So my question is, yeah. For, for people um, like me, like my build, my structure is more athletic. I have very broad shoulders and I have a very narrow torso. Uh, my belly is starting to poke out a little bit, right? Dad bod. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I've had all different types of shapes and forms wear my shirt. And that's, you know, especially with dress shirts, um, you have to have a, a generous exchange policy uh, because you never know, right? One but, fit from one from one company might be different with another. So, you know, we have, uh, we're rolling out a, a different size, um, not like an XL or anything, so, a standard fit. Yeah. So we have, our shirts are athletic fit, which is bigger than a slim fit and almost like a tailored, but with an athletic kind of taper to it. But it stretches. That's yeah. the, the glorious thing. It like, stretches. So it is not like constricting cotton yeah. dress shirt where if it isn't your size, you can't move in it. Um, if it is a bit snug, guess what? It's going to be snug with you as you move and it's not going to, you're going to feel very comfortable in it like you would in a gym shirt. Um, it's the same concept. You can, um, and you go to a gym, you see guys wearing tight gym shirts all the time, but, but that's not the point. It's not going to be tight. It's going to, it's going to fit the way you want it. And if it doesn't, we exchange. Perfect. You answered my question spot on. <laughs> Thank you, Julie, for the input, because that was necessary as well for what I was asking. I uh, like, so I'm wearing one right now and I always do this because people just need to understand. So like, this is just the regular sleeve and it's like super stretch. So I'm just going to stretch all the way oh, up. Oh, see, I told you. Ooh. Yeah, so like, yeah. here and I'll do the bicep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see. All right, I'm going to the website. Yeah. As soon as we're done, okay. I know we have like, I know we have an episode to, to, to continue, but as soon as we're done, I'm not gonna do it right now. But I'm going to the website and I'm putting it in an order. Also, if because majority of our listeners are actually just like audio, some people come to YouTube and view. But if you are audio and you just heard that, that is our oohs and ahs of amazement because yes. this is actually like a stretchy i knew you said stretchy but i was thinking like it was like uh this is like stretchy First, wow go watch the video yes and then go to versatire and their website because amazing and now daryl's gonna order i like, did not prob- know it was like that <laughs> I, I am actually impressed yeah, because that's i'm really impressed n- you know sometimes you you see other shirts that say that they're stretchy and, and you put them on and you're limited. It's a little stretch. This is like a lot of stretch. That was really impressive. We tested thousands of fabrics before we got into this. Um, yeah, because you can't have it too thin, you know. Yeah, it can't. So, uh, yeah, we, we were able to stretch. I like to say it's three times more stretchy than your gym shirt. Um, and I hope that proved it. If you ever yes. I'm sold just because I saw that. That, that was amazing. Like, that needs to be a commercial, right? I mean, I don't know. It may already be a commercial, but that right there, what you just did. <laughs> yeah, we need to do something. We should probably refresh some of our videos. That yes. Good. Well, and we'll t- we can take that and take that clip. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll take the card. Anyway. Anyways, carry on, April. I'm sorry. Okay. That was the wild card. I got what I needed. I'm ready to order a shirt. We can just <laughs> we can just call it. We just call I this. Know. He's like, oh good, that's what I need. <laughs> okay. Well, we have two more questions for you, and they're both very pertinent because one is we're gonna have you answer first, and it's really really important to us. Our podcast. If you have been following us and kind of following the work we're doing. We are very invested in diversity, equity, inclusion. We think it's very important in this climate. And we want to know from you, how does your company or how do both of your companies really embrace this the inclusion aspect, you know, you may not have the vision for it, but how do you embrace inclusion? How do you embrace diversity within whether it's marketing, whether it's creating the products, like how do you embrace it? Well, I like to say, I mean, you, I think you guys, you've been talking about this for a while and you were just positioned so well to have a foundation already to address this to your audience and then to, to new audience and viewers and listeners. Um, so I applaud you for that. Yeah, and, you guys are killing it. Yeah. And for us, you know, the, the question posed is, is something that we've never been asked directly. And um, it doesn't mean we haven't thought about it. So, I mean, for me, uh, you know, a big part of the manufacturing process is always working with inclusion in mind. You know, the people that yeah. manufacture our shirts, number one, are in the States. And we always want um, to, I'm literally making sure from an ethical standpoint, the shirts are made with quality and a fair pay, a fair paying wage. And I work directly with manufacturers. I see the process and meet mm-hmm. the people. Yeah. Um, this is not something I've outsourced. It's something I go directly to uh, the manufacturers to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, two is, is the people working there. Um, we have, uh, whether it's in Miami or we also have another manufacturer uh, in Utah, mm-hmm. um, in both of these places, a lot of the workers are, are immigrants, um, people just trying to make a, a living and, and making uh, lives better for, for their families. And they're often, especially Miami, Haitian, uh, Cuban, um, any type of Latin American. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, growing up Hispanic, I, I know the work ethic is, is such a big part of this. It has nothing to do with skin color. It's about you trying to, to do something for your yeah, family. Absolutely. And it's a huge benefit. And actually, you know, one thing that in 2017, um, we had our first, our first, so our big break was Discovery Channel. Our first small break was I got on the cover of our local mag, our local paper, actually regional paper, the Palm Beach Post. They put me on the cover front page. I was not expecting that. And we sold out within um, a, a week. And that was our first kind of huge momentum. And that was the same year or transition, I suppose, that Trump came into office. And I'm not here to talk politics, but he did some very um, strict uh, visa requirements for uh, workers. And that hurt me dramatically because I had um, my manufacturer lined up and within a couple of weeks after my front page, that manufacturer went bankrupt. And that was my first big lesson um, in, in textiles and apparel 101. Uh, was always have a backup manufacturer <laughs> and and all their workers were afraid to come in and i i didn't have a dress shirt so i lost all the momentum for eight months um i had to start pretty much from scratch trying to find a manufacturer and the shirts you'd be like oh you just find another manufacturer anywhere but the shirts are so unique as you just saw with that fabric um they're usually not made for dress shirts and so you'd always have these manufacturers saying, yeah, we can make that. And then they try to use the fabric and they're like, we can't do this at all. And uh, it took me eight months to find one. So. Um, yeah, that's okay. Jake, no. Sorry, I want to change it there. But. 
Um, and for love bombshell, I mean, it's so important, um, because my Instagram is visual. So people come to my website and like, I want them to feel diversity right away. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to have to question like, Oh, is this for me? Like, so, um, you know, I will say that ever since the black lives matter movement happened, it has transformed me so much because it's opened my eyes to so many things that like I've grown up with black friends. My best friend is black. Like I never thought about what they might have to go through, but like after hearing her, like, stories like it just made me more vulnerable to ask questions and like do a lot of personal research as well just so that I'm educated and not coming off like you know ignorant um but yeah it's just like it was really eye-opening and um of course like you know it's biblical like we are all one like we're all equal and so it's so important for us to feel that way and like for for us to feel that way and then for us to act on it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, how I do that is partnering with black influencers. Um, I've already done some that have just been amazing. There's like a huge thing happening where, um, you know, apparently for influencers, uh, a lot of, I don't know, I guess white influencers are getting paid more than black influencers. And that like really rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, why so as a brand as a ceo like i'm making sure that like they know that i'm being fair and even more so so i'm trying to you know it's coming as an influencer myself and then also as a business owner i see both sides and i see what the influencer side and i see as a business owner so i'm trying to like really do my best and my part in you know being equal and and you know including that well said uh I admire what you just said, um, Julie, and then I'm gonna get back to you, Mateo, but I, I, I know I really admire what you said about acknowledging one, the disparities, but not only acknowledging, acknowledging it, but doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's where um, the bridge comes in at because a lot of people know and a lot of people hear, but they don't do anything about it. But the fact that you acknowledged it and then you took action and did something about it, um, I think is, is very important. And, and I respect you for that. Um, and then two, one of the things that you just said is the fact that you took the initiative yourself and it didn't take something personally for you or it didn't take someone coming to you to educate yourself on things that you maybe do differently or um, how it impacted you as a CEO. So um, kudos to you for being ahead of the curve on that. Um, there are still conversations that we both have where people are, are not even to it yet. And the fact that you. Um, In large organizations, yes. mind you. Yes. And then Mateo on your end, the fact that, um, Wow. Y'all are really ahead of the curve on this Mm -hmm. together. Um, The fact that you from the beginning or or wherever it happened throughout your your process integrated working with those different people who um, are here and who needs to support their family as well, but miss out on opportunities, maybe because of location, region, um, ethnic you know, backgrounds, racial backgrounds, um, I, I think is very impactful. And obviously when you were telling your story, to me, I was like, dang, that sucks that all of those people lost the opportunity to support themselves and their families because of um, a divide or, or whatever the issues or concerns were. Um, but like April said, we have an opportunity to work with 
organizations and businesses um, that have, you know, been around for an extended period of time and have a large, you know, staff and and they're still not where you are right now. So um, the fact that you all have acknowledged that now is kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you. I think this whole, um, I mean, since probably in May or, or June when this really, this awakening started was something that I believe our generation needed Oh, absolutely. Because, because which like, oh, we just think it's distanced from, you know, a generation ago or, no, or beyond not. that. And, and for people to start having those really um, personal conversations with those friends of theirs that, again, Julie has many friends. I have many friends. But to have that, and that conversation to talk about what experiences have you had that I haven't had, right? We just never thought that, that was necessary. And then you have that conversation and you're like, wow. I didn't know this is still something that people are dealing with. Man, I just love you guys too, because this is a conversation that I really expected you to talk a lot about business and you talk so much about personal. And I love that. We appreciate that because that is such an important part of business. Um, But I also want to give you kudos in your business because I feel like for, well, I know I'm biased, but as I watch your ads, I can see where you are including people who do not look like you or do not look like the majority. And so I see that first of all, but then Mateo, I also see that your shirt itself is accessible and it is, it is catered to anybody and everybody. And I love that just the way that you manufacture your processes. Yes, but also your product. And so for both of you, I love it. You guys are doing such a great job just with your product, but also to learn on the back end with manufacturing and just the work that you are like doing, the self-work you're doing is amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Guys, you guys are so awesome. <laughs> there, and there was one other thing I did not even hit on. So I'm just going to add a little bit of just a tiny little thing. Our shirts are made with solar and wind power, 100%. And that's something that, I don't think a lot of apparel companies can so, say about That's something products. that he doesn't really talk about a lot, which we really why. need to be talking about more. In it. But it's literally 100%, 100% made in America and, and it's, it's renewable. 100% yeah. and then, um, wind and solar powered. And then the, and then the fabric waste. So a, a big part of the apparel industry is fabric waste. And what we do is uh, through a manufacturing process, we take all the fabric waste and partner with another business that uses that fabric waste and put them in punching bags. Well, it's like the best yeah. case scenario, and it's really and rare. And we haven't like, advertised that at all yet. And I don't so, know why. So we're gonna get that, like, we don't tonight. we don't have a blog about <laughs> um, it. We don't have anything about that yet. No. <laughs> Let me order my shirt. Okay, so he's ordering a shirt, and I'm what? telling you. Okay, I'm gonna talk. Let me. Well, I'm gonna talk to you both of you, but I'm talking to Julie right now. <laughs> Make sure it gets on a blog. Make sure, like, the shirt itself is amazing. But y'all got a market for this. This is beautiful, and what you're doing has such a bigger impact than selling a product. But your product alone makes it's accessible because it's for everybody and you don't find especially men i can't even tell you how many times he complains about oh women have it so easy you just go into like a forever 21 and you buy a shirt and i'm like that's kind of true men he's like i can't find a dress shirt for the life of me so you've created a product that is accessible it's inclusive 
and it's environmentally friendly. That is amazing. Like you guys should be shouting from the rooftops. So I hope that we get to help you do that because that's amazing. Um, he's obviously going on to order a shirt right now. Okay. He's ordering shirts right now. So great. So you keep doing that. I'm going to ask the last question because I want to know, you guys have alluded to this a lot and we talk about it often because we're in partnership together. How do you do the relationship thing with the business thing? Like you guys just bought a house and you're married, you're newly married and you're in business together. Like, I don't know, were we newly married when we were in business together? It was afterwards. It was like a year and a half afterwards afterwards. we started. So we had like a year on you guys. I don't know. But I want to know, like, how do you do all the things? How do you manage the relationship and how do you also manage the business? So this is one thing, um, and this is a good difference between her and I. I can be a workaholic and to, to the point where um, I just, I can disregard everything else. And she is very much about balance. And, and I can too, though. Like, I'm too. a she workaholic can, she can too. too. So Absolutely. we've but, had to like, yes, but find for that. me, what, what she's done differently is, yes, yeah, she can she can be a workaholic, but in her mind, there's always the piece of marital balance. Yeah, like and, I need yeah. that. Like and for I, me, um, I, I love everything about marriage. I love my wife. And sometimes <laughs> I just get in a zone. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that zone was, was brought on to me, again, when you heard me every day after the library, every, every, day, every day after work, going to the library for hours a day for over a year. And, and even before that in college, like that was just what I would do and so coming out of that, that mindset of saying, no, there is a time to stop. And so how, how does that balance work to, to answer the question? What we try to do is nine o'clock every night is when we shut everything off. And you're probably saying nine o'clock, that might be late or might, that might be. Yeah. Um, we try to do nine o'clock, shutting everything off and spending some time with each other. Yeah. And, and then we try to, well, we don't. I mean, that, that leaves what, 7.30 to nine o'clock in the day. That's a lot of hours in the day. And that to, doesn't happen all the time either. Like yeah. sometimes we'll ignore that and we'll work until like 11 and then there goes our entire day, like just working. But we'll understand that because but, something has come up, whether we're, yeah. we're shooting content that's just taking longer than that yeah. day. Um, <laughs> but but that's, that's one thing. Um, uh, and, and the other thing is uh, I set goals. So I'm a big goal setter. And I try to remind myself of those goals. So I just set my 2021 resolution goals um, last week. I know it's probably a little early, but uh, it's never too early to get started. And I have a whole section of like my financial goals, of our personal goals, and then our marital goals and our spiritual goals. So from a marital goal, um, I have, I'm trying to recall them. One is like ending at nine. Two is like doing Bible studies together. Um, Three is going on like just a retreat between her and I Mm -hmm. um, making time just not just, not just, yeah. Well, a time to date, Mm -hmm. but a time for a retreat, right? Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. Um, And then, I mean, those, those are just some of the things that I have written down and I review them just like I do my other goals. Cause that's, that's a part of it is understanding what my business goals are and marital goals. He's, it makes me laugh cause he's such a list taker. Like he yeah. loves to list everything on like, like check it off. I like to keep myself accountable and lists do that really well for me. Some people, it's just like, they keep it in their head. And that's, that's me. I'm like, I just know we're going to do that. Like, let's just book it, but he's got to have it in a check box. <laughs> I have check boxes. This is how I operate. 
Yeah. And then, um, I would say like, just to add, like we have our, like, sometimes we work on the weekends mostly, like we'll work, we on, mostly work on Friday and Saturday, but yeah. Sunday is our day off, like day of rest. Most of the time we, we try. try. I mean, there's still yeah. days that we're working on Sundays. Just, it depends on how urgent something needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say for the most part, we try to take off Sunday yeah. and it was funny. I, I heard, uh, I was listening to a, um, a podcast. I, I don't know what the pod, I think it was a Craig Rochelle leadership podcast. I think, I don't know if it was, or it could have been um, Gary Vaynerchuk, but uh, it, it, all it was, was somebody was saying, well, I don't, I don't work on Sundays because that's, that's a day of work or that's a day of rest. And they immediately challenged him and he goes, Sunday is a day of rest for those people who work and, and completely challenged him because he was lazy. Oh. And he was using Sunday as his excuse not to do work. And so he pushed back. He's like, well, how many hours did you put in, in the week? And he's like, ah, oh. and he couldn't really answer it that well. And so I like to really, if we're going to rest on Sunday, it's because we did so much work and we feel really accomplished. accomplished. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would say though, that the first year of marriage, it was tough. Like we did not yeah. have a balance down. We didn't. I was like crying all the time. Cause I didn't like, I am very much like, I need balance. I need like peace. I need to know that we're good. Business is good. Spiritual is good. Like I need that balance to feel good. And so when Drake. something's off, I notice it and like, we got to fix it. <laughs> and, and that was during, so. I mean, like I alluded to earlier, like that was during filming. So like I, I pushed yeah. myself so hard cause I'm like, I want to make this opportunity the biggest thing. Like we don't know if we're going to get an opportunity like this again. So I was working super late every night, every day, like, and I knew it was to the detriment of a new, of a newly married couple. And so I, that was a big lesson I've learned, you know, as I can't take, I, I really got to find balance so that she's happy. And when she's happy, I'm happy. Vice versa. Oh, that's awesome. Y'all are so cute. Yeah, I know, that's awesome. <laughs> I love you. What about you guys? I heard you shaking your head. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of interaction on the other screen about what we were saying, and I really wanted to know what that was about. Me too. Basically, Ooh. I'm Mateo. Okay. He's yeah, Julie. Julie. Yep, that's exactly. That's really it. That's all that's it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. She got the list. I got it in my head. That's exactly what it was. It's like, that's so funny. Oh, man. Okay, well, before we wrap up, tell us what is next Um, for both of your companies. We're going to be introducing our first line of super stretchable, comfortable polos, men's polos. We're really excited about that. that's super new, so I don't want to announce it just yet. But uh, we, uh, we're, oh, we're, we're, still, we're just still getting the, the prototype. <laughs> so hopefully in time for the holiday season, which is like right around the corner. Um, and, and then continuing that. And there may be another business in the future just because we're full of ideas. But mm-hmm. we, Coming soon because I feel good about this. We'll see. And my intuition we'll is always right. We are going to keep that one under wraps. <laughs> um, and and it, you can't juggle three businesses all and give it a hundred percent. So it's, we're going to see what, what's going to happen in this next chapter of our lives. Um, and I don't want to go too many tangents, but go ahead. Um, and then mine is definitely just expanding love bombshell. And you want to show them a teaser of what you've been working on? No, no, <laughs> no. It's oh, okay. Um, I will say though, that y'all could be praying for me because my name is in the process of being trademarked. In addition, I, I, I will be coming out with um, amazing robes that I'm really excited about. I also am collaborating with this super cool uh, nonprofit called Pedestrian Wanderlust. And what they do is they really encourage um, 
people from all walks of life to express themselves through movement. So they they do like a lot of dancing in like public places and stuff. And it's really cool. You have to check them out, but uh, I'm partnering with them. So I'll have a model be wearing my robes in this like amazing place. Um, and she's going to be dancing and being free. And we're storyboarding right now on like what the story is going to be, but um, that'll be coming out hopefully out. in a couple weeks. Yeah. We're going to film it on November 6th. So yeah. So on our social media, um, which I, I think you guys probably have all of our, our tags and handles, whatever. Um, she'll be sharing that new kind of campaign. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that because mm -hmm. I've brainstormed with her mm -hmm. some really good ideas for that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this real quick. Um, tell us where can everyone find you? Even though we're going to share it in the show notes, give us websites, give us. Um... Absolutely. So for, for Versatire, it's really simple. So the company's name is Versatire. And um, you just put my in front of that and you'll find us. And Versatile, I don't know if I ever explained this. It stands for Versatile Attire. Spell it uh, out. Okay. So, but the company name is V-E-R-S-A, two T's, I-R-E. So Versa Attire. And uh, you put a my in front of that and that's literally myversatire.com and then my Versatire on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then um, my personal like fashion blog page is at daily, D-A-I-L-Y dot J-U-L-E. I post like all fashion lifestyle photos. Um, and then on my business page, Love Bombshell, it's love and then B-O-M-S-H-E-L. She and had to spell it weird. Love Bombshell on Instagram, Facebook, and that's it, right? Lovebombshell.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. Yes. Well, I think we have done some good work tonight. <laughs> we, I know I took away a lot. Yeah, I took away a lot. Um, I'm definitely going to She's go She's going to go little... order shirts. Yeah, definitely. I'm probably going to go order huh? some loungewear now. That's right, and masks. <laughs> it's going to be great. So <laughs> we are so happy that you guys came on. It was really good for me to catch up with an old friend, but somebody who is doing amazing and we just love following both of you. So we thank you. And for our listeners, please go follow them. And thank you both so much. We love, we love your vision and yeah, keep uh, going. any way that we can blast you out, let us know. Yeah, we appreciate definitely. you. Awesome. Thank you. But yeah. until the next time, we are out. Bye. Peace. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics. And we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com. Or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.